Hello, I'm Noah Hardwick, and you're listening to the I Know a Guy podcast, the show where we discuss the difficulties of curating Christian music with guests while discovering new music along the way. Joining me today is Stephen Bradley from the Good Christian Music blog. Stephen, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into Christian music? Sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm Stephen. I started a YouTube channel years ago now called the good christian music blog um got into christian music man so up in church culture i guess um i wouldn't necessarily dis- describe our family as as completely like a christian family kind of thing that in some ways we were in some ways we weren't but i definitely grew up going to church most weeks and things and um kid early 90s so uh of me being a kid and going to church was right around the time when delirious were really big um especially over here in britain where i'm from um and so like everyone kind of knew them everyone kind of listened to them and so that was sort of biggest christian influence christian music influence i had growing up um i'd say like i never really listened to much christian music i definitely didn't mean or anything like that um as a teenager i very much just moved away from church and completely turned my back to it all and then it wouldn't be until years later when i was about maybe 21 or so um i kind of slowly started coming back to christ myself but a big part of that was i had a friend who introduced me to king's kaleidoscope's first ep uh asaf's arrows um I think it's four or five tracks, but they're all hymns that are redone. And I just absolutely loved the EP. Like music has, has always been a huge part of my life and I'm a massive music lover and kind of listening to this, this EP of music that was just unlike anything I'd ever heard before played such a big part of me hearing and understanding the gospel for myself, responding to it and meeting Jesus for myself. And shortly after that, I guess I kind of just wanted to to share good music that people maybe hadn't heard of that that's by Christian artists. So yeah, I guess that kind of is like a introduction. Good. So how did that lead to starting the the Good Christian Music blog? Um. So I remember having a conversation with my sister-in-law one day, where. I was talking to her about some of my frustrations and some of my passions with music and Christian music. Um, a lot of things, like uh, some of the stuff I was saying was how there's there's this really interesting and exciting music out there. Loads of artists who are doing stuff that just is completely unlike anything you hear on a Sunday in church mm-hmm. or even completely different to what you hear on Christian radio, even though, in the UK here, Christian radio really isn't as big as it is. Um, and so I kind of felt like there was this disconnect between uh, so passionate about what they believe, passionate about God and about music and doing really exciting things, working really hard at it and good stuff. And then your average churchgoer or your average Christian just has idea that this stuff exists um you know it exists um kind of no way to find it or where to 
I guess that is kind of curating this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, I have a few friends who are really into hip hop and are into Christian hip hop and you've got great websites like Rapzilla um, that feature that stuff. And, but then one of the problems I kind of saw with that is that they don't do much curation. It's much more just kind of, here's loads of news about Christian hip hop. Here's loads of releases and, Personally, I find myself going on it, and although there's loads of good stuff on there, it's often I have to like sift through it to find stuff that I really like or find stuff that is worth sharing with people. And so there are a lot of places that kind of did that, like there, there's websites that all this music but not much curation. And at the time as well, I was also a huge fan of a lot of other YouTube channels that shared music. Because I'd been really into electronic music and especially around 2008, dubstep and things like that. <clears throat> and so I really liked how that this whole setup on YouTube where you'd have channels where you followed them and they would be tastemakers or curators. And you follow them, they post songs. And if you like a song by someone, it just gives you all the information to go and follow them and find more of their music rather than doing a whole album review and then having to listen to the album yourself to pick out the songs you like. Um, I thought it'd be really good to see someone do this for Christian music where someone else is doing all of that hard work of listening to all the music and then saying like, oh, this is the stuff that's really worth listening to. This is an artist that you should really go and check out. And kind of just saw this, I didn't see it as a gap in the market, but I definitely just saw it as this missed opportunity um, and yeah and my sister-in-law just kind of said why don't you start a blog that shares this stuff and and she came up the name as well she's like why don't you call it the good christian music blog (laughs) because we'd been talking about how much bad christian music there is basically so you mentioned that's that's how it started and and that's how the name came about cool so you mentioned the the you have to listen to a lot of music and kind of curate it and decide what you're going to put out there so you don't put, I guess the bad Christian music up, so to speak. Uh, what goes into like that process of curating what you're going to put on the good Christian music blog? Sure. Um, do you mean in terms of, uh, listening through it and deciding what goes on or, or where I actually find it? Uh, let's start with the first one and then we'll do the second one. (laughs) Cool. Okay. Um, So in terms of like what I'm sort of listening for going through it, um, and it's difficult to sort of sum up, I guess. I I think part of it for me is I'm I'm always looking for music that just that grabs me. I think Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a creative person and I do a whole mixture of creative stuff. And the thing I love about art is that when it's done well, you you can see part of the character and personality of the person who made it, whether it's a film or a piece of music or a painting or whatever. Um, I'm always looking for something that, yeah, just has that kind of spirit and that to it that not everything necessarily has. Um, Cause I think that's a big thing for me is that I can, li- I listen to music a lot of the time that might be technically brilliant or have really high production value but it feels it just feels a bit empty or feels like it falls a bit flat or i guess there's been so much stuff thrown at it in the studio that it's almost lost any kind of soul that it originally had is often what it feels like to me um 
so I'm always just looking for something that kind of has this character to it that for me I feel like after listening to it I've I've seen a little bit of the person behind it who's made it um oh yeah just anything that's a little bit different I think having been into music for so long and being outside of church culture for at least five years if not longer I, I think then coming back into church culture contemporary worship music is such an odd genre for me because it's this genre that doesn't really exist outside of church um, mm. and not in a sense of it being like this holy set apart genre for me it's almost this it feels like a weird mix of 80s 90s rock ballads <laughs> with this kind of emotive emotional sort of side to it that i don't know it's like for me it's like this really weird music um it's just a genre that i don't quite get and for me i i, I find it really difficult to connect with and i know a, a ton of other people who have exactly the same thing where um on a sunday at church can actually be one of the most um experience for a lot of people just because it's be part of this culture which you're not necessarily from mm -hmm. or and that doesn't feel like it's a odd thing it feels more like it's just this odd subculture of christianity that we've kind of created if that makes any sense yeah um i really look for stuff that's just a bit different where the genre might be people experimenting with different things or I guess I kind of, I just put on a little bit of a hat of like, if this music was on the radio or if my friend played me this song or sent this to me, ignore the fact that it is glorifying God, Christian, and I agree with the beliefs and opinions being put forward in the song. Do I want to listen to this song again? Do I, do I ride with this song? Do, is this a song I want to keep going back to? Is it a song I'd share with people or that I just love? And, and a lot of the time I just think, Thinking in Christian music, we've we've almost put such a high emphasis on the lyrical content that that there's this side of it that we lose, which is the reason why I don't know. There's so many albums by secular artists that I think people go back to year after year, and decades later, they're classics that stand out. And we don't happen much with Christian music because I think it's all quite temporary stuff. Yeah, a lot of what you're mentioning is kind of a conversation I was having with my brother last night about just the worship music today and it just seems so almost, it's more personal than ever, like lyrically, but just musically it feels so stale and it doesn't have, it doesn't feel personal. It just feels like it's just really simple music that was written to sound a certain way and there's nothing about it that just feels like it's really artful or anything yeah it almost just it feels like if you were to strip it of the lyrics um, and there's it's almost like the music is there for you to not notice because the, the emphasis is so much on lyrical content yeah yeah <coughs> yeah we were talking about that i mean like kind of it's some of these songs are okay i mean we when i'm talking with my brother we we didn't dislike the song there were some we, we just disliked altogether but there were some that were just like you know this isn't bad but it's forgettable like i'm not going to remember this yeah, yeah. when i hear it next time i'm gonna be like what have i heard this song before definitely and that that's a big thing for me is yeah there's so much that i just think it for me to not notice this odd kind of paradox of it not wanting to draw 
not draw attention to itself i don't know but yeah like sit in the background mm-hmm. yeah i completely agree so what about the the other side of that you talked about which is uh like actually finding music how do you go about finding stuff for the good christian music blog that process has definitely changed as the channel has <laughs> developed and grown and in terms of just me doing it um and also just in terms of the audience size and things um started uh it was a bit of a mixture it was on on other sources that uh i really respect and that do a great job so websites like rapzilla um websites like indivision music which i know you write for mm-hmm. um and i guess those websites i know indivision music uh, is a bit of a mixture of genres but a bit more of an emphasis on indie rock and Definitely. more harder elements of rock um but those things are quite good because it means there's different places i can go to to a little bit more other genres um there's definitely more reliance on them than than i have now um and it was also things like uh where else band camp and noise trade i used to use quite a lot um it feels like an odd thing explaining how i find music (laughs) because i think for me I've I've always been so into my music that finding new music for me is just quite natural. Um, it's something that I guess because it's an interest of mine, find new music. Like I, for example, I have friends where they live and die for sports, and so keeping up with sports news for them is just something that's completely natural. Mm. And I guess that's what it's like for me for music. That if a new song comes out, I'll know about it within minutes. Right. Um, and part of that is is also as soon as you find one artist that you like, social media or wherever, it's it, they share music by their friends. You have many people that are in multiple bands um, about who they're on tour with, and they'll share albums that they love. And so a lot of it is just just a case of, well, if you follow one artist, they will put you onto five artists, and that just multiplies and multiplies the more you go on. Uh, yeah, I guess it was kind of starting with the few artists that I knew and just slowly branching out from there. But as the channel's grown, uh, it's, it's definitely changed. So I now get sent a lot of music, um, if anything, too much for me to go through. Um, and I'd say about maybe half of the music I feature on the channel is sent straight to me. Um a lot of it ahead of release as well, which is great because it means I'm able to kind of listen to it and mm-hmm. then feature it the day it's released. It takes a lot of work out of finding new music for me because people are coming directly to me, which is great. It saves me time. But at the same time, yeah, I, I now have loads of emails to go through right. every day. But yeah, I, I still do a lot of just searching for it myself because I'd say the other half of it is just me finding new stuff and... I'd say maybe a third, maybe slightly less of the artists I feature person to blog about them or put them on a platform. Um, a lot of it now I rely on SoundCloud. Um, and yeah, I find a lot of stuff through there, but I love it. Like for me, there's nothing that I love more than coming across an artist who has like 14 followers and <laughs> they have a song that has like, and it was released a month ago. Right. And I'm like, this is amazing. People need to hear this stuff put it on the channel and I, I just find it, it it amazes me that it's now at a place where people are just loving 
the channel that I can feature someone like that. And within days they have 5,000, 10,000 plays mm -hmm. and their followers. And then they get featured on other um, websites and blogs and people. It's, it's just amazing. I love it. Yeah. It's, I, I feel like I'm in a kind of similar place with indie vision music that I, suddenly I have like a little bit of a platform that I can help those artists out that, you're right. They don't have a whole lot of followers outside of just a few friends and family members and say, Hey, go check these guys out. And then suddenly they got a whole lot more plays and attention than what they had before. And it's kind of cool. Like being the person that gets to like break that artist, I suppose. Yeah. And a big part of it for me, I guess, again, kind of tied back to that original question of why I started the channel was, um, I, I just want to see, or a chance of being heard by people because um, I guess that that yeah that was another thing is it it felt like in the Christian music scene are putting out good music that is really worth people listening to no one's ever going to hear it because there's like five big names mm -hmm. and anything they release thousands or millions of streams and downloads because they're just huge and they're almost uh, to be perfectly honest as a bit of a monopoly in the christian music industry yes. and it just felt very unfair to me because i guess i'm friends with a lot of artists um secular and christian and it just feels like man there's there's this shit could put out a single that in my opinion is like yeah it's good but it's it's nothing special and mm -hmm. in the, the droves Whereas there could be someone making music in their bedroom with a guitar and a 20 pound microphone that is just in song. And it's just like, they don't stand a chance. And so, yeah, a big part of it for me was that like, I wanted to create a platform that is just a level playing field. So it's each person gets featured and it's, it's like the music speaks for itself. Um, you don't have to read a review where I'm kind of telling you what, what's best and what's worst. It's more just look, if you love this person, go buy it um it's difficult out there for for new independent artists so it just felt like someone i guess yeah just helping them a little bit more one of the things you mentioned there was trying to kind of like level the playing field for these smaller independent artists and one of the things i read in the your frequently asked questions or maybe it was in your about page i can't remember which one on the the blog is that you don't put album art on there that you have kind of uh, make your own art for it to kind of help the smaller artists that may not have the budget for really nice album art out so that they don't just get drowned out by the, the artists that have the money to spend on really fancy art. Yeah, that's right. And cause I mean, there's, there's some artwork out there for albums that I absolutely love and it's incredible artwork, but at the same time it's great artwork because they had a, five grand budget on it or something right. um and again it's like there, there's artists there that just don't have that money to spend on the artwork and i mean they, they, i've even featured songs from people that artwork and, and yeah I, I guess it's more just i kind of pick a photo that for me i feel like part of the vibe i i feel when i listen to the song um kind of, it kind of just takes it and i guess part of it again is cover artwork can actually be distracting in some ways because it's there to there for you to olden days it was there for you to pick up the vinyl and then the cd or whatever but these days it's more to 
kind of grab you when you're looking on Spotify or iTunes. Um, I wanted it to be that the music speaks for itself again. That um, yeah, the it's kind of like the photo is there for you to switch off and just tune into the music rather than the visuals. And you do a really good job with the the photo artwork that you pick. I, I'm assuming that you probably do most of that anyway, but uh, uh, it looks really nice. It's, it's really pleasant to the eyes. And the album art for me really does speak a lot into the, the song or the album I'm listening to. It really impacts it because a really good album art just makes me want to listen to that and makes me like it. And there's some albums like, I really like the way the sounds, but when I see that album art, it just makes me not want to listen to it. So... I like the way that you do kind of uh, take that into account and um, level the playing field again, so to speak. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Um, cheers. And I, I'll just go ahead and say, I also am envious of that accent that you have. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. It's, my accent's quite a generic British accent, to be honest. Um, Cause I, I was born in the middle of the country uh, in an area where there's not really a strong accent, so I, I don't get, I don't, I can't really be placed very well. <laughs> so uh, something else I was going to ask you about with the uh, submission process and your curation of it is, I'm sure you get all sorts of different genres. Do you do all those? Do you listen to all those different genres yourself, or do you have help of? with curating some of those? Cause I know that like me personally, I don't listen to that vast of a variety of genres. So I'd have a really difficult time curating genres. I don't listen to. So do you have help with that? Or do you just really have that versatile of a palette of different music styles that you listen to? Sure. Um, it's, it's pretty much just me. Um, I run the channel myself. I go through everything myself. I have a couple friends who, lot of stuff who who have a good ear for music who i kind of really trust their opinion um but yeah it's pretty much just me uh i do listen to a very wide variety of music um i think just because i've gone through a lot of phases growing up um the only kind of genre that i don't really feature on the channel is uh, like metal or and all the kind of subgenres of that, like deathcore mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. The main reason, f- I mean, there's two main reasons for that personally is because A, it's a genre that I don't know a lot about and really have the ear for what's good and what isn't. But also, I actually feel like particularly indie vision music does a very good job of curating that. And if you're into that kind of music, indie vision music is the place you'll go for that and so it it kind of feels like that box has already ticked in that sense for me yeah and 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 i think as well there's also the other part that i how do i explain it i i guess um i think that whole those genres can be a difficult genre for people to access who that music and i guess i have to be quite aware that because the channel features a complete mixture, I don't. I try my best not to alienate people too much, and I, I think for a lot of people, that genre could just be quite alienating, or for people to get. So it kind of feels a bit like there are already good places doing that that, that people right. can trust for that stuff. Yeah, I think the heavier music like that is definitely a genre that's not the most accessible genre for 
the average person. Like there are a lot of genres that are, I think, very unoffensive and easily accessible regardless of the kind of music you like. But heavy music, I think, is something that really does have kind of its own um, niche market that isn't as accessible as a musical style. Yeah, and and so I guess that's that's my main reason for not really doing that. Um, makes it onto the channel mainly just because a lot of pop canyon. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, some of some of it does, and there is stuff. I mean, I think pop is one of those genres anyway that is constantly evolving, and yes. pop sounds completely different to what it sounded like five years ago. These days it sounds far more like dance music anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a bit of an odd genre. But no, I, I listen to it all. And I, there are artists, like secular artists, that I grew up with and have listened to in, in kind of every genre. I mean, for me, I honestly love music, whether it's all or um, hip-hop or electronica or house or trap. or I mean, some of the stuff I listen to, honestly like i can i can go from listening to a song that is super lo-fi folk music music from producers i'm really into the future beats scene at the moment so music that a lot of people just sounds like noise um can kind of judge what is good and bad from different genres from for me the only two genres i've never managed to get into kind of uh, rock or so like metal stuff mm-hmm. and country music <laughs> For me, especially as as a British person, country music just feels like genre on earth and I just do not understand it. And I, I just can't go near that genre personally. But yeah, that, that's just me. I, Despite living in the southern United States where it's quite popular, I'm actually quite right there with you on that of not understanding the appeal of that genre. Yeah, that, that's funny. So one more question before we move on to talking about uh, music and any recommendations you might have, which is, uh, I'm curious to know, do you cover uh, all artists with uh, the Good Christian Music blog? Or I know you put it like an influence on independent artists, but do you also cover like artists that are already on labels and already have a pretty good following? I do. Um, It's a difficult one, though. So when I started the channel... Um, five years ago it was back when music on YouTube was still a little bit of a grey area and you could kind of under the idea that you could post music from people and copy and paste that that weird little Mm. sentence into it like this is licensed under fair usage copyright or something like that Um, like I'd say the past three to four years really where uh, clamp down on stuff and link up with music labels and things and so when I started I would kind of just post anything I liked and put it on but now the way YouTube works and a lot of people don't realize this because they just the rules and the laws for it is you're only supposed to feature things on YouTube if you have the content if you have permission for all of the content in a video Mm -hmm. Um, or I speak to artists before I feature their stuff like 99% of the time um again it's still a little bit of a gray area because people are under the assumption that you can upload anything because youtube catches stuff in its copyright process which is semi-true um because it does and the way record labels 
distribute your music, YouTube picks it up and the kind of default setting for it is that YouTube will just slap adverts on and they'll go straight to the rights holder or the artist. Um, and so you can kind of post anyone's music. But for me personally, mission to feature it because technically it should work like that. And I have had issues a lot um, where kind of happens is there are a lot of Christian artists um, who the Christian label will put on their stuff for a million different reasons. Um, and so for me, part of it is like if I, because I care about artists and I care about their music and helping them. And so why would I feature their music without ever speaking to them? Because right. song might not be part of kind of the, the plan they have or, or what they want for the music. Um, and so, th- yeah, there, there's lots of artists where that's the case. And it's a difficult one because I've had a lot of artists that I've featured who have later on changed their mind and gone about a different way. Mm. Um, in fact, one of one of those happened recently and I, I, was, I was quite like, frustrated with it because I was slapped with a copyright notice, even though I, I have written permission from the band from three years ago that I can feature the song. But it means that I now have a strike against my channel um, two months Um and so, yeah, for me, I do feature stuff from the big labels and big artists, but from first, and a lot of them are just terrible at replying to emails or getting back to you. And a lot of the big labels and the big artists don't like anyone featuring their stuff and are very, very protective over their music to the point that I, I don't quite understand it. So for that reason, uh, there are some artists that I, try and just stay clear from even though i really love their music and i really love what they do but it's just i can't get the permission to feature it and so i don't want to get in trouble and i also don't want to do anything that is just disrespectful to them either yeah that makes a lot of sense and i really hadn't given that a lot of thought of the problems with featuring music on of another artist that's already on a label because it does get into a lot of uh legal gray areas and stuff with when you're uploading their music and even if you got permission, then you still got to deal with their label, even because a lot of times it's the label that's got the actual copyright and not the band. So it, it does definitely yes, cause you have exactly. to make it complicated. And I'm sure that it, like you said, it probably even comes back to haunt you later on because the band may be perfectly fine with it when they're an independent band, but then they do get a lot of exposure maybe because you helped uh, them gain a lot of fans and then they signed to a label and then suddenly that label in the contract they negotiate wants them to remove all their prior music from all distribution so that they can monetize on it through the label instead. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that honestly happens a lot of the time. And it's it's a frustrating one, especially because I noticed for something I had permission for and, and they never even asked me to take it down. Um, had that have come back to me and said i oh, look i've signed this deal my manager's asked if you can move from your channel and it's like yeah sure like thanks for asking me i'll delete it now um which i completely get so yeah it's frustrating when like a manager or a label comes in and just like here's a copyright notice it's like you you can just ask me like I, i'm a human being you never even tried to contact me yeah it's 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 a funny one it's and yeah it's a constant part of what i'm I'm kind of battling as well. So moving on to talking about like uh, how you find music, we kind of already covered that, but can you give us like uh, an idea of what you've been listening to lately? You have any albums that 
you're just really loving or even songs that you're just like, I really would recommend everybody go check this song out. I can't stop streaming it or anything like that. Yeah, sure. Um, Oh man, let me have a quick think. What have I been listening to recently? Um, Literally today, I, uh, it's the first time I've posted up a whole EP. Uh, I've with this artist, uh, it's a young rapper, producer, singer, um, dude called Montel Fish uh, from America. And he's just released an EP called Bedroom Gospel. Uh, I've been listening to that for weeks, but it only went up today. Um, and I'm just loving that. It's it's really cool. For me, like, I'm, I'm a massive hip-hop fan. And this kind of, this EP, it strikes a really good balance of being it's massively gospel influenced so it's like gospel chords everywhere there's really chill happy gospel vibe to it but with a lot of top but then to be honest he doesn't actually rap that much on it it's mostly singing so it's this cool mix of like gospel hip-hop uh like r&b a bit of singing and the other reason why it's really cool and why i've sort of featured the whole ep is he's collaborated with quite a few other artists who he only met through channel as well so he has worked with uh jonathan ogden who's the front man for rivers and robots a really cool indie worship band from the uk he also worked with this cool singer and rapper called cortez from canada um and so there's some really cool stuff on there and it's one of those albums where like i honestly couldn't really say oh it sounds just like this record It, it really does just sound unique and has its own its own cool vibe to it um to I was, I was listening to your podcast with uh, Alex from Indie Christian Sound, uh-huh. and he was talking about Cass and her album Genesis, and like for a good reason because that album is like freaking insane. It's so good. Um, for me, that album is potentially like the best worship album I've I think has been released so far. Um, really cool she's 22 she's from new zealand again she's a singer she learned to produce herself she studied music at university i interviewed her recently which which is really worth reading um but she felt called to make this album and it's just really cool i really love it because it doesn't feel like a church has kind of said to their worship team oh hey kids listen to you need to go make a dance worship album (laughs) it's it's someone who is actually into that genre themselves and understands the culture and the history of that genre and so she's done some really cool stuff on there that is like r&b future beats house even dance tool stuff and draws on all of these crazy influences that she has and has just created a worship album like nothing else you've heard um, and then one of the last one I can say, actually, no, I'll, I'll do two more quickly. Uh, one song I've been listening to, I'm a massive Chance the Rapper fan. And there's this Christian producer from, again, I think it's New Zealand, called Anchor, who has sampled Chance the Rapper's version of How Great Is Our God, originally written by Chris Tomlin. It's like the coolest version of How Great Is Our God that you've oh. ever heard. Um, again, it's like, you would never hear music like it in church on a Sunday. Um, and then the last thing is a producer from America called Chris Howland, who does house and electronic stuff. There's a single coming out on the 14th, so in 10 days' time, um, which 
is absolutely amazing. He sent it to me about a week ago and I've honestly had it on repeat and I cannot stop listening to it. And he, he's actually worked with a guy called Spencer Kane on it, who I believe I hadn't come across him before, but I understand he's pretty big in the CCM scene and as part of a group as well who are pretty big in the CCM scene. And he sings on it. So the vocals are amazing. But yeah, it's just such a tune. Cool. By the time this airs, I think that should be out already. So if you're listening oh, to this, cool. you can definitely go check that out and all the other ones that he mentioned. And, uh, you know, thanks, Stephen, for coming on here. Uh, I really appreciate you coming and doing an interview for me. And do you have any, uh, you want to tell our listeners where they can keep up with the Good Christian Music blog and uh, follow you? Yeah, sure. So if you prefer the website, it's the Good Christian Music blog.com. Uh, place to follow is on YouTube. Um, again, you can just search for it on there or go to youtube.com slash the GCM blog. Um, and then from all of that stuff, there's links to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and things. But yeah, YouTube is the best place to follow everything and find some, find your new favorite artist because there'll definitely be something on there for everyone. Great. And uh, thank you to our listeners for listening to another episode. You can subscribe on iTunes and Google Play if you want to hear more episodes. And you can find the I Know a Guy podcast on Facebook if you want to keep up with uh, everything that we're uh, talking about. And uh, that's pretty much all I've got. So thanks again for listening.